Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to the next episode of People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karratha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we know, a lot of us come for a six-month to 12-month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. (laughs) So throughout this podcast, we're going to have a chat to everyday people that call Karratha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karratha, and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is Johnny from Johnny's Surf Shack. Now, you will have tasted their incredible food. The food van is very, very popular that he runs with his wife. In this week's episode, we're going to chat about how Johnny went from working at a local restaurant to owning his own business with his wife, what's in that secret recipe, and what's next for the business. So without further ado, sit back, listen, grab yourself a cuppa, and enjoy my chat with Johnny and his journey to call Karatha home. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Not a problem. Uh, now, Johnny Surfshack, people will know you from that, and we're going to get into all the ins and outs on, on how that sort of started and also uh, the delicious menu that you guys came up with. But uh, let's rewind back to 2016. You arrived in Karatha. What brought you here to Karatha? Um, we were looking for a sponsorship um, to stay in, Karatha, in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I finished my course, commercial cookery, and Caroline finished the course uh, childcare, and she got a job offer here, and we decided to move uh, from Gold Coast to here. Yeah. And how long had you change. been in Australia for? Ten years now. Oh, yeah, eleven years. Eleven years, and and so before you came to Karatha, you'd already been in Australia for for yeah, a few years. Three years in yeah. Gold Coast, yeah. Yeah, wow. And uh, first impressions, because obviously Gold Coast to Karatha, it's a <laughs> it's a fairly big change. Yeah, it was a big shock. Um, changed the lifestyle, mm-hmm. surfing, front of the beach, and when we got here, we hate. <laughs> I'm not lying, but. <laughs> um, yeah, um, when we got here was January and mm. was 36 degrees, mm. 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we thought, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and next day we went to the beach and we didn't know about the tides and was no water. <laughs> and I, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're here. We came for two years only. Mm-hmm. Now almost yeah. ten, <laughs> and you haven't left. Well, uh, those first impressions of town, obviously, it, it's very funny, isn't it? The tides, because I had the same experience. I was like, "What is going on here?" You know, because in uh, Victoria, it's just not a big thing. You have tides, but it's nowhere near as extreme as here. Uh, so, when you first came here, uh, your your now wife Caroline, she was doing childcare. What, what were you doing? Did you work in hospitality straight up? Yeah, um, I was at Ibis Hotel for. I worked for two years there. And then I moved to Gas Plant, mm-hmm. work as a chef as well uh, for another two years. And then we decided to open our own business, bought a food truck. 
So what was that uh, inspiration? Because uh, I knew you when you were working at uh, Ibis uh, and you were being a chef there. Then you went away and did um, uh, working in the mining industry. And then to, to go from that then to owning a, a food truck, it's a fairly like big U-turn, right, as far as career paths. Uh, I love your food. I think it tastes so good. So what was that what kind of inspired it? People were like, oh, we love the Brazilian taste. Or, or how, did it, how did it sort of come to fruition? It's very popular, uh, Brazilian barbecue, uh, back home. And um, when we open, when we decided to open something, we didn't think about Brazilian barbecue. Okay. It was something different. Um, but everyone, all my friends um, came and said and asking, um, are you going to do a Brazilian barbecue? And oh. Maybe you have to change. <laughs> Maybe. And so many people ask the same question. Brazilian barbecue, Brazilian barbecue. Okay, let's do it. Why not? So tell us about the food because what's what's the inspiration behind and, – and I've got to admit something, and it's really funny because uh, I was down at the uh, Oktoberfest – uh, markets down at Dampier and I got the regular one that I always get from your uh, food van and it is so so good and then I saw my mate got one and it's got like prawns and uh, pumpkin sauce on it and I always order the same thing but now I've seen that one uh, I'm going to have to branch out I'm going to have to try that as well so the inspiration behind them because they're fairly different uh, tastes uh, where did that come from? Yeah uh, south of Brazil where Caroline's come from um, it's very popular mm-hmm and when we decide to do Brazilian barbecue, and then she, oh, we have to do another dish as well, good one, and let's do pumpkin prawns. Mm-hmm. And people start asking, oh, can I add pumpkin prawns on a right. Brazilian barbecue? And then, yeah, why not? And then we all oh, realize that it's something tough. Mm. It's very popular here, Surf yeah. and Tough, and yeah, we decided to make another dish, Surf and Tough, and it's most popular dish now. <laughs> um, well, you've got a really unique taste, right? Uh, and, I mean, how, how long did it take to experiment to try to work out the flavours, the ratios, and all that? Were you were you eating steak for like a month before you eventually no, launched the menu, or what um, happened? Since I'm kid, um, I was cooking barbecue at home mm-hmm. with friends and family um it's very normal very common um the stuffing top the pumpkin prawn caroline recipe okay she doesn't tell anyone (laughs) (laughs) um mom's recipe and and yeah everyone asks oh why you put on a pumpkin prawn (laughs) i don't know love (laughs) Love, yeah, pumpkin, <laughs> prawns, <laughs> prawns. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'm sure people are pretty interested to to know what like a day in your life kind of looks like. Um, you know, uh, obviously the, the days when you've got the the markets and stuff. Like, when, when do you, you know, the, the nighttime service obviously starts like five six o'clock. But what's the lead up to that? People probably don't know like all the work that goes behind the scenes into running a food uh, truck business. So. Run us through like a, a typical day uh, when you're up on the hill or you're at a market. Yeah, a lot of people think, um, I, I had friends come and ask, oh, what do you do during the day? Like just chill, go to the beach and <laughs> five o'clock you take the 
the truck and go to Dreamers and uh, yeah, I buy my metal red pre-cut, uh, the pumpkin promo red done, you know, like, no, it's not easy. Um, we start prepping 7 o'clock in the morning, finish midnight because when we go home, I have to clean everything, yeah. you know. I never leave anything for the next day, mm -hmm. so it's a full one. Uh, it's not easy. So what are some of the key things that you, you do during that day? Obviously, that prep in the morning. Um, obviously, you've got to make sure that the van is all ready to go as well, right? right? Like with yep. all the packaging yep. Yep. and stuff. Is there anything in particular that you've forgotten on a day of service, made a big mistake at all? Um, that's why we always take two cars to Dreamers Hill. Or <laughs> <laughs> we always forget things. Um, and Caroline have to run. Yeah, run home, grab something. Um, and grab something and come back and, yeah. But, yeah, it's part of the... That's why it's hard when you don't have the everything in one place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what's the, has, has it led to, like, your expectations of what it was going to be like? Is it what you kind of expected or is it a little bit different, the life of uh, running a food business? Um, I don't know, actually. The plan was um, staying with the jobs, mm -hmm. our jobs, and have the food truck just on the weekends. But instead, it started getting really busy, and oh, I was working 13 hours at the gas plant and finish work, go home, do a little mm. bit of prep, and take the van, Dreamers Hill, and finish. So many times I go home and just pass out yeah, exhausted. inside the car. And then yeah. for half an hour sleeping and then, oh, I'm still here, <laughs> you know, and and start cleaning everything. And next day morning, gas plant again. And then same for three months, probably. Yeah. And, and then I decided to quit. Caroline quit as well, her job. We had housing through her job. So we decided to move, yeah. Yeah, it's a big commitment, and I know yeah. that you've sort of taken the you've taken the van sometimes down south, I believe, as well. Obviously, it's hugely popular here in Karatha. What's the reception been like where you take it when you take it somewhere else? Actually, we took once um, on the first year mm -hmm. to Margaret River. Margaret River is beautiful; it's a nice place, but um, because it was we got there it was really late because we went to Bali, right. and then after Bali. We we got there probably in February or pretty much in the end of the season. Wasn't that great? Was great for surfing. <laughs> we surfing more than work actually. Yeah. And then we decided to come back to Karata because everything, business, uh, community, yeah, um, everything, yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you something. Uh, is there something out there that people may not know? About you, Johnny. Like, they know you've got the the food van. Uh, they may know, you know, obviously from South America. But is there something that maybe people don't know about you? Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty like talk to people about everything: surfing, mm -hmm. speed fishing. I love speed fishing. Actually, I start speed fishing when I moved to Karata. Okay. Don't have to worry about the tide so much then, right? Yeah. When you're out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love ocean. Mm -hmm. Probably everyone came to see it. <laughs> so is that what's kept you in town? The, the love of the ocean and obviously the food truck as well. 
Yes, um, the community as well here, it's awesome. Like, have so many friends here. Yeah. Um, business, it's good. And, yeah, it's good. So if there's anything you could change in town, if, if you became the mayor overnight, you've got the power <laughs> to do anything, what would you do? Um, more waves will be good. <laughs> um, the crime here, mm-hmm. um, maybe do more about the kids. Yeah, like more um, something that can help the kids, uh, take the kids out from the streets and doing bad things. So more like. Um, I don't know, maybe open something with motorbikes mm-hmm. and you know, they can enjoy and maybe become a professional yeah, with okay. a motorbike instead of going on the streets with mm-hmm. you know, stealing, yeah, yeah. jumping fence, stuff like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not much to do for them here, so we can't blame much. Um, yeah. Um, flies we can do much about the flies <laughs> and yeah but we love here like i love the islands yeah you know? pretty much every week we go to the islands enjoy not many people around yeah beautiful you know? uh so what's next johnny what's next um we have a big project in the oven do uh, you yeah, but it's a bit secret. Oh. Uh, we can't talk much about it. <laughs> um, we love to open restaurant as well. To be, yeah, settled. Don't need to take everything. Yeah, yeah. Side so the van, mm-hmm. and then come back, remove everything, put everything again. Have a proper place. Um, so is that the long term goal? Long term plan? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. In Karatha? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, at the moment, it's really hard um, with the staff. Yeah. Uh, probably everyone is struggle with um, staff here. Um, maybe when start getting better, yeah. more people in town, and yeah, it's time to move. Well, I want to thank you for coming in, being so open, and uh, doing this. Com- like people obviously listening know you're from South America, but to do a conversation and a whole interview in, not in your native language. Uh, Sorry about my accent. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, how many languages do you speak? Um, I used to work in Italy. I speak a little bit Italy, Italian, um, uh, Portuguese, uh-huh. English. We understand uh, Spanish as well. Yeah, because it's very similar Portuguese. And so we're up to four. That's four. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thank you. I know it's, I, I lived overseas for a couple of years, so I know. It and can, some little words as well yeah. because we have so many Filipino people working True. with us. And, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again for, for coming in. It's been great. And uh, I'm definitely going to try the uh, the uh, surf and turf, we'll call it. Yeah, for uh, sure. Down at Johnny's Surf Shack. So much appreciated. Thank you so much, Pablo. Pablo for breakfast. <laughs>